to the Gym Podcast. Uncut, unfiltered, unreal. Welcome everyone to the Gym Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jimbo, and joining me today, Randy. Of course. It's Randy. It's Randy. And we have a very special guest today. Returning to the show, friend of the show, huge Texas A&M fan, the one, the only, Willie. Hi, I am back, so let's get started. Let's get started, and we have a lot to talk about today. I mean, obviously, we want to preview the bowl games coming up for this for this week, but first, Randy, you brought up a good point. We got to talk about signing day. Yeah, early signing day, as I like to call it, the Nick Saban rule, <laughs> uh, happened this past week. And that, no, it actually is the Nick Saban rule. They literally created this rule because Nick Saban outworked everybody so hard right after the season ended that they had to have an early signing day because they thought it would help mitigate some of the extra hours he puts in. And now it's just kind of opened this whole can of worms where like coaches get fired really early to try to capitalize on early signing day, et cetera, et cetera. That's not really the point I wanted to make. Yeah. I mean, Bama's still good. It is the, um, it's Alabama privilege. Hey, Saban adapts. Saban, Saban adapts to the changing landscape. That's why he's so good. That is true. But I think what was really, what really surprised me was I think for the first time ever, we had a number one overall recruit go to an FCS school in Travis Hunter he was flipped from Florida State by Deion Sanders, and he's now going to Jackson State. Yeah, I was. Uh, Willie, were you just as shocked by that as I was? I feel like everyone was blown away. I was very shocked. I was. I mean, the news leaked like a, an hour before he was going to do his commitment. Then all of a sudden, I was looking at the Discord, and everybody was like, "Hey, he might be going to Jackson State," and I was like, "Oh shit, seriously!" <laughs> and then it happened, and I was like, "Oh." So, Everybody oh, says okay. they're shocked, but it makes a lot of sense in hindsight. So Travis Hunter, he's a cornerback. And when you think about it, Deion Sanders is a cornerback. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. He probably sold on like, hey, I'm Deion Sanders. I'm going to personally coach you if you come here. You're going to get one-on-one coaching with me. I'm going to send you to the league. You don't have to get beat up in college. And if I happen to get a much better job, you have the one free transfer rule. You can come with me. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it seems like Deion Sanders' like end goal is, of course, to be the head coach of Florida State, right? And presumably he was actively, he would take this guy with him. He, yeah, he was actively campaigning for the job before they hired, well, who was it, Mike Norvell? Yeah. 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 Um, but, I mean, that said, like, ideally, like, he would, you know, take his guys with him to Florida State, the, the good recruits, of course. Um, yeah. But there's an irony, then, that he stole them from Florida State specifically. Like, that's the craziest part to me. That is kind of funny. I do think I actually see this is why I like the one free transfer rules because I actually think it'll help group of five coaches because the in a group of five teams because they can easily sell recruits on, hey, like come come play for me. I know we're a smaller school, but hey, if I if I go to if I get a bigger job, it's not like you're left to the dust. You have one free transfer. You can either, you know, come with me, or if that doesn't work out, you can go somewhere else. Like you're you're not stuck here for four years. Man, yeah, I like I, I like that idea. I mean, I mean personally, some coaches out there may disagree with the one trans, what like what like the one transfer rule. But honestly, for all the complaining they do, they could easily take advantage of it. Yeah, I guess to me that just sounds like sad. Like, come here, and we might at some point both leave this place. Like, that doesn't seem like a very <laughs> like locked in you know mentality. But I mean, I have no idea what's going on between these coaches and the recruits. Like, who knows what they're saying. Well, okay, here's something Saban always sells to the media, to the fans, is that every team is different. You have to think of every season and every team as a completely different team. Just because last year's team 
accomplish something doesn't mean this year's team will. Even if they're made up of a lot of the same players, mm -hmm. it's still a completely different team with a completely different dynamic. And I think at the end of the day, people kind of need to adopt that philosophy. And I mean, it's not like they really have a choice moving forward. You're going to see coaches like Dabo. I know Dabo does not like to use the portal, and he's been very vocal about that. And you've yeah. seen what it's done to him. He went 9-3. and three. He looked very bad. And now he's kind of like, well, I guess I should adapt. I don't know. He's got oh, a hold yeah. from Ken Worms. But I, I get you're saying, like, the game is constantly changing, and that's part of the reason I'm kind of scared for Wisconsin football, frankly. <laughs> he shouldn't be scared. We're yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, a good coach learns how to adapt every season, every year. Whenever the rules change, use it in your favor. Like, like I said a second ago, okay, you have a new transfer rule that you don't like, but you can take advantage of that at the same time. So why are you complaining? And we're taking advantage of it. We got Henry To'o in the transfer portal, and we got Jamison Williams in the transfer portal, two of our best players. And it's easy to say, like, yeah, look at how Bama is just taking advantage of it, et cetera, et cetera. But you have to consider, like, it's, it's while it is a net positive for us and for the players, you also have to consider that we lost offensive line depth and we lost running back depth also to the portal. And those ended up being our two weakest positions, which almost cost us the whole season. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you have to you have to look at it from all of those angles. Yeah, it could definitely yeah, like, screw you over as well as help you. But uh, I don't know, man. With So as far as the recruiting goes with the early signing day, who ended up having the number one class? Was it Bama or A&M? I think, I think Willie wants to chime in on this one. <laughs> Wait, which topic are we talking about? Who had the number one? Who has the number one recruiting class right now? Oh yeah, so about that, you know, Texas A and M is the star of this year's uh, recruiting cycle. We already have the top class in the nation, and we're favored to get maybe three more recruits. Two of them are five stars, and one's a four star. It's, so I mean, it's it's a monster recruiting class this year, and I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes. I'm assuming Bama's it's, number two. Bama is number two, yep. uh, and Georgia's number three. The SEC, the entire SEC West division is in the top 25, which is just insane how hyper-competitive it is. And it's funny because LSU and Brian Kelly, I think, are the third worst in the division. <laughs> he is having trouble keeping it together. And basically, every SEC West team is just pillaging Louisiana for recruits. So I think he's really going to struggle. He's going to have to really earn that $9.5 million his first year. Because he also doesn't, I don't think he has an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. And he fired all of those people that were like long, long term LSU employees. Mm -hmm. that were That's really not good. good. That's like one sure way to lose a lot of football games. Yeah. And it, that could get very ugly very quickly. Don't get me wrong. They have the number 19 class right now, they have a couple five stars, but they have 13 commits. Well, everybody else in the top 25 has commits in the 20s. Right. So yeah. they're not filling out their class, and that could be very bad. Well, especially with a new coach, like, you want to get your guys in there, right, into your system that, like, that fit the way you want to play the game. And if you have, like, definitely. that small of a number, it's going to definitely make a bigger impact than, say, had you already established a team. You have yeah. to use the portal, but the thing is, the portal's working against them. They they lost Eli Ricks to us in the portal, and they're not really getting players in the portal. They lost their quarterback, Max Johnson, to the portal. Who's coming to AM? Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you lost your quarterback. I forgot where Zach Calzada's going. Uh, it's Calzada. We don't need him. It's okay. Whoa. He beat us. Up, yeah, he beat us. He had, I feel like this is what happens. Certain players have like the game of their life versus Bama, and then just you never hear from again. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> hey, he won the high his freshman year. Come on. Bo Wallace. 
Yeah. Uh, what's it, Steven Garcia? That one Oklahoma quarterback that was actually a tight end. Wait, seriously? I don't even Blake Bell. That was his name. He had, yeah, he was very accurate, and he had the game of his life as a quarterback versus Bama in the Sugar Bowl. Man, I digress. I digress. The only other division that really comes close to the SEC West is the Big Ten East, oh, yeah. who has all of their every single Big Ten East program is in the top thirty in recruiting rankings so far. Even Maryland, Indiana, Rutgers. That's crazy to me, and very like, just the level of talent. <laughs> yeah, it's it's scary. I feel like the, the divisions are already pretty lopsided between the East and the West, and I feel like that's only going to get worse now. Well, well, I mean, you look at like the SEC West. I think I mentioned this before, but they they have Nick Saban in that division. You have Brian Kelly, you have Lane Kiffin, you have Mike Leach, you have Jimbo Fisher, and now you have Sam Pittman. I mean, I mean that's a talented group of coaches. These are all like hot name coaches too. They're they're household name coaches. These are big. And Brian coaches. Harson counts too, I think, because oh yeah, because he has a great record at Boise for sure. And it's just like I, I'm sorry to use Wisconsin as the example here. Please, it's almost like please. what are teams like Wisconsin? go doing and need to do in this new era of the portal nil free transfer rule etc in order to keep up and adapt it's not like wisconsin is a poor program what we need is like a billionaire oil tycoon to come in and, and fund some of these nil deals you need that texas on. oil money bro like actually you don't you don't even need that we don't have that and we do perfectly fine we just we're almost like the packers of of, of college football <laughs> no i'm serious because we don't have like we don't have like huge big donors like a singular big donor right. it's really like a lot of like tide pride boosters that pitch in a good amount and that's really where our money comes from. It's not like we have big oil donors. Sure. I was looking at this website, and according to it, Wisconsin is the 14th most valuable FBS football program. And they make $90 million a year in revenue. I mean, it's not like they're a poor program. They just don't don't use it. And I have a theory. I have a theory. Please. I'll call it the Ask Alabama Basketball Theory. And it's while we had plenty of money in basketball, we weren't willing to spend it. Our administrators and our boosters weren't willing to spend it for whatever reason. And it took... They weren't willing to spend it on a coach they didn't think would really win and really get us over the hump. So we'd be like barely above average most years, like top top five in the SEC, but nothing really better than that. Mm-hmm. And it took a hot shot coach, a hot shot, good looking. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, good, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? He's got the Lincoln Riley factor to him. Yeah, he's yeah. cool. Yeah. Young. Okay. Yeah. He's, he, you know what I mean? Okay. I, I if it's Lincoln Riley, make sure he doesn't run out on your program, Randy. Oh, actually, be don't I, I, just, actually, I really no. hope he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I really hope Nados does not leave. But I'm saying, I'm saying, once he started winning games and once he started bringing fans into the arena, mm-hmm. arena, the boosters actually opened up their pocketbooks. They're now talking about finally building a new arena. We're giving him a huge pay raise. We're, we're giving him a much bigger recruiting budget. Yeah. And so I think for teams like Wisconsin, it's really going to take something like that, a new young hotshot coach, just to like have one good – I don't want to call it a flash in the pan year, but one good year to show them, hey, this is what we're, what I'm capable of. Now throw me money. Almost like what so Mel it's Tucker almost like did. a chicken and egg thing. Yeah. yeah, like Mel Tucker sort of. On one thing I want to mention about the transfer portal with Wisconsin, isn't your um, – you're running back a transfer from Clemson, I think it was. Our um, second string, yep, yep. He's out for the season with an injury, but uh, yeah, oh, he's that's from terrible. Clemson. Um, so I mean, like, I get it. Like, you know, the portal can benefit just about anybody. Uh, but my my concern isn't so much like players leaving here and there because they want an opportunity to play. Like the Clemson guy came here because he wasn't starting at Clemson. I get that. My concern is when a guy like the Ohio State freshman quarterback leaves to go to Texas after one year. <laughs> And receiving like a million dollars in NIL deals or something like that. Like, did I mishear that? 
that felt that seemed like tampering. Like there needs to be some kind of tamper rules in place or oh, something. Oh yeah, I, I believe it. And here's the thing: I feel like I feel like things in general give it a couple years, and things will kind of even out and be normalized. Because I because I mean every in every situation in life, whenever there's like a like a I don't know how to describe it. Like Whenever there's rush. a free for all, a yeah. gold rush, you know, the pendulum is going to swing too far in the other direction before stabilizing. And I think eventually it'll stabilize. Players are going to see that they might get like burned. It's like, yeah, he can make a million dollars on this NIL deal, but ultimately he's a five star talent. Yeah. Like he, he needs to want to make the NFL. That million dollars means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I want to make a, a, a rundown of that, of uh, Quinn. Ewers for you, Jimbo. Sure. But what happened is that so he's a five-star quarterback coming out of Cal, uh, out of high school. Right. He's top recruit in the country. They offer him a one million dollar NIL deal to go to Ohio State <laughs> if he decides to skip his senior year of high school. So lo and behold, he skips his senior year of high school, goes to Ohio State, gets the money, and then leaves to come back to the school he was originally committed to. Oh my God. That sounds that sounds a little. He came he came to Columbus for a paycheck and then left to go back to Texas. A little sus, a little sus. Yeah. Hey, that's actually pretty smart though. That's I mean, the thing. More, I can hey, see, like, if he's able to game the system, this. more power to him. Like players can it's abuse smart, this. But yeah, but yeah, it's within the rules, right? Yeah, it's just unfortunately it's, it's dumb. I I thought about this a lot, and like I think. Like with NIL, I don't even mind like the huge million dollar deals. Like when uh, DJ Uyunglele got signed with like Dr Pepper for like lord knows how much money to appear in that commercial Th- that's one thing because that's like that's there's no conflict of interest right dr pepper isn't affiliated with like one team or whatever like the dude just clearly did it to get money good for him my concern oh, yeah. is and dr pepper is yeah. the mainstay of college football yeah. too like i'm if pizza hut wants to sponsor uh grand Mertz, go for it not that they ever would but you know what i'm saying like if it's <laughs> if it's like a, a third party company that's fine it's a tampering thing, like you said, Randy. Like, who the heck is paying for this? Like, is it Ohio State itself? Is it, like, one booster? Like, I don't even know who is doing this, but there's clearly some type of tampering going on. Well, you have the story of the boosters. Isn't it the, the Texas boosters literally set up a fund to where all Texas offensive linemen on the roster will get paid $150,000 per season? Something <laughs> yeah. insane like that. And that's yeah. a lot of money when you add up how many offensive linemen there are. That's a lot. They're probably not. Gonna, they're probably sitting there looking at all these recruits coming in, like, "Oh shit, we have to pay for that." And I think with, uh, I think with like, okay, now recruiting is a lot more national for more than just Alabama. It's it's a lot more national for everybody. You right. know, the world is getting smaller, Definitely. right? And I think that's also going to affect like how many players transfer. Because think about it: if you're if you're from Alabama, if you're from Tuscaloosa, like Brian Robinson, and you go to Alabama. You know, you're going to be much less likely to just quickly transfer if things don't immediately go your way mm-hmm. because you have like personal pride in it. Eventually, you're going to have to go back home and visit your family and visit your friends and stuff and like kind of have that hanging over your head like, oh, he couldn't cut it at Alabama. He had to leave. Hmm. And I feel like that does, that plays into it. When it. While players that are from California, from New Jersey that we recruit, from Louisiana that, recruit, that we recruit, if they don't immediately cut it, they're much more willing to probably transfer. That makes sense. And we can yeah. see it with even players like a G. Hall, who isn't very happy, who was just very happy to just instantly say, screw it, I quit, in a mean tweet in the middle of the season. <laughs> I don't see a player from Alabama <laughs> doing that. That makes sense. I mean, that's like everywhere. I feel like you're playing for state pride. Like, if you grew up rooting for that team... And like always wanted to be a player on that team. Yeah. I imagine that. Like well. you look at uh, most football players who don't like start at the college level, they will usually end up transferring to a school that's closer to home. 
Yeah, that's very true. You see, they transfer to a group of five that's closer to home usually. That's we true. saw that with uh, Tate Martell. He he's from Las Vegas. Yep. Now he's playing at UNLV. Yeah. Yep. Tate. He's not starting though. I don't think, which is hilarious. Is I feel bad for him at this point. Does he have one more year? He was a five-star recruit coming out, doesn't get the job at Ohio State, transfers to Miami, doesn't get the job, goes to UNLV, and doesn't get the job. Does he have one more year of eligibility after this? He does, he does. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope he gets a good shot. I mean... He's like 25 now. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to transfer to BYU and go on a mission. Anyway. Uh, that would probably probably work. Uh, moving on, shall we then uh, wrap up this recruiting talk and move on to bowl season, folks? I'm ready if you're ready. Let's go for it. All right, and we are ready to pick and talk about this week's bowl slate. Uh, again, with more ridiculous sponsors and ridiculous websites. Starting off on Friday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, we have the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl taking place in Honolulu, Hawaii. So Easy Post, has anyone heard of Easy Post before? Nope. nope, never heard of them. Um, according to Google, it is the complete shipping solution. I guess it's some type of like shipping packaging online company or something like that. I'm looking on their website right now. It's decent. I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. Decent color scheme. Yeah, um, this is a nice website. I feel like though with, with, with these kinds of companies like Easy Post, you're, like, you're delivering something, right? They should really kind of like incorporate like delivering the ball or like trying to like come up with like a clever tagline for this bowl. Like we are delivering the win. You know, something like that, but... I mean, it's in Hawaii, so I don't know what they would name it after. That is strange. Hawaii, though, this should be exciting. And Hawaii's playing in Hawaii versus Memphis. What's It's essentially a home game for it's them. It's essentially a home game. It literally is. What's interesting is, I didn't realize this, Hawaii is 6-7. and seven. They have a losing record. Kind of crazy. Well, it, it, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter about building, having a winning record. It just matters if you get to six wins. You I, could be 6-8 and eight and go to true. a bowl game. That's true. And, and Hawaii does play an extra game every season. Uh, because they're Hawaii. Um, what's interesting is that Memphis is also six and six. Um, I'm kind of surprised. I feel like Memphis kind of fell off this year. Hasn't Memphis generally been one of the better G5 programs out there? Yeah, they beat uh, Mississippi State this year. I forgot about that. That's crazy. And they beat SMU. That's a pretty good win. So kind of all over the place. They could be really good or really bad, I guess. Um, I'll be honest. I think Memphis wins this one. If they beat Mississippi State, they could be Hawaii. Yeah, Memphis is a heavy favorite in this game, but I think since it's a home game for Hawaii, I think they'll pull out the win, but close. I'm going to go with Memphis. I don't really have a reason to choose Memphis other than I know that they've been good recently, so there's no reason to think that their talent can't do something. That's fair. Didn't unless they, like, they've just completely mentally checked out. They lost their head coach, though, <laughs> so that's right, because he's at Florida now, or Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. That's probably why they're having a, a rougher season. Okay, that makes way more yeah. sense. All right, but well, that's Friday night, though. Um, unfortunately, the only game on Friday. Um, of course, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, yep. Moving on, then. My fun fact. Oh, yeah, I, I was going to say, my fun fact, I'll, I'll actually really enjoy the Hawaii Bowl because my family, that's when we do, my extended family, is we do our thing on Christmas Eve. Oh. And we always have the Hawaii Bowl on the, on the background. Lovely. That's like our Christmas tradition. <laughs> that's cool. The Hawaii Bowl and the 24-hour run of A Christmas Story. Hell, yeah. I'm excited for Christmas. And speaking of Christmas, on Christmas Day, we have Georgia State versus Ball State in the Tax Act Camellia Bowl. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I believe you are, yes. Okay, so... In Montgomery, Alabama. Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there a previous bowl sponsored by Tax Act? 
There was because I, I so I googled tax act and I saw that the link was purple. What in the world? <laughs> so they are they just sponsoring? Are you multiple? sure? Let me check. Yeah, yeah. So the Myrtle. Well, actually, there is a Myrtle. There's. It's literally being played as we're recording the episode. By the way. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> For those that don't know, we record around Monday at four. It's true. And the right now the Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax is Tax actually Act. on. Yeah. Yeah, Tulsa's winning that one. Versus yeah, I see it now. Holy cow, dude. So Tax Act is really trying hard this season to kind of leave their imprint. I guess it makes sense. Like we were saying last week, Randy, it's tax season coming right around the corner. <laughs> they really have to remind us to use Tax yeah, Act. Yeah, the Tax Act website's very nice. I like it. I thought it was okay. I, I'm a TurboTax guy, so I'm kind of partial to them. But uh, I appreciate the effort, you know, to, to try and sway me over to Tax Act, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> I have all my info saved on TurboTax. It's, it's very easy to file nowadays. Yeah, their sales pitch failed. Then <laughs> uh, the game itself, though, Georgia State seven and five, Ball State six and six. Again on Christmas at one thirty. Um, I'll be honest. I think Georgia State wins this one just because it's the South, dude. They got better athletes. And Ball is not a I state last time. I appreciate the honesty. I choose Georgia State for the same reason, and I appreciate the honesty. And they also beat Tennessee. Very recently, which was pretty funny. <laughs> I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to take Georgia State in this one. They're just they're a better team overall than Ball State, unfortunately. And more than anything, like I said, Ball is not a state. We can't we can't let this slide anymore. <laughs> it's upsetting, dude. Like honestly, like Ball State, like aesthetically, like they're a very unesthetically pleasing team overall. I hate their logo. I hate their name. I'm sorry. I I have to. Did they like uh, win the Mac or something a year or two ago, though, or were they close to it? They did. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, um, they won it last they're year. just one of those. Yeah, they did. They won it last year. Hmm. They went seven and one in the COVID year. So good for them. I'm a hater, though. Uh, <laughs> anyways, moving on. Then Monday, Randy, what games do we have here? We have on Monday, December 27th, in Detroit, Michigan. We have the Quick Lane Bowl versus Western Michigan and Nevada, Nevada. So is Quick Lane another? Is that like another tax type of? Oh no, it's not Derp. It's it's an tired auto center company. <laughs> I see like three locations. I typed it in and I see three locations near me. Quick Lane. Quick Lane sounded like a yeah. Tax Quick Lane's a um a pretty big company. Okay, okay, they're all over. I'm looking here. I guess we do have one in Madison. I don't think I've ever actually seen it in person. It's the fact that we we didn't know what it was is probably a problem for their marketing. That's true, and I'm, I'm looking at. <laughs> I mean, the I only know it exists because it's literally in the closest city from here. So, I'm looking on the website now. Yeah, I've never even I've never even thought about quickly, and I've never seen this logo before. Uh, the site itself is decent, actually. I'd give it probably another seven out of ten. Uh, but give it an, an eight out of ten. Give it an eight. I like the color scheme. Yeah. I like the color scheme, and it scales pretty well actually on mobile. If you uh, scale the site to different widths, um, doesn't jump out at me though. It's decent. Uh, so quick lane, ironic, actually more so coincidental that this is in Detroit, you know, Motor City, um, and this is played at Ford Field where the Lions play. Of course, I believe this has to be like the the coldest bowl game of the entire season. Am I correct in saying that? Isn't it played oh. inside? It yeah, is Ford Field a, is a dome, yeah. It is inside, though, I mean, just in general, like the, the location, I guess you could say. How many how many Nevada fans do you think are traveling to go to Michigan and looking forward to it? You know what I mean? I don't know. They just lost their head coach, so I don't know how confident they feel about this game. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, 
Midwesterners think they have it cold, but I mean, it's not like they're Boise or something. Oh, there's also a, Carson Strong is is um sitting out for the for the game. Who is? Uh, their quarterback for uh, Nevada. Ah, I see. Well, in that case, I gotta go with Western Michigan. I think when a quarterback sits out, that's pretty much a death sentence for any team in a bowl game. Randy, your thoughts? Randy. I'm going to pick Western Michigan. I remember they beat somebody pretty good. They beat Pittsburgh. They did, yes. just won the ACC. I forgot about that. That's crazy. They just won the ACC, so they beat a New York 16. So I'm going to go with Western Michigan. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Western. Nevada was my original pick, but they lost their coach. They lost Carson Strong, so that's a death blow. Yeah, that'll about do it. Uh, that one's at 10 a.m., at least here in Central Time. 10 a.m. on Monday. Hope everyone's looking forward. What a way to start the work day. I'll be working, but <laughs> I might have I might have a you know a tab open or two. <laughs> More too. Uh, later well, on that day, what do we have, Randy? We have at one thirty in Annapolis, Maryland. We have the Military Bowl presented by Periton, not Peloton, but Periton. I have never heard of them before. It's Boston College versus East Carolina. Uh, so I looked at their website, yeah. and I have no idea what they do. According to Google, Periton drives missions of consequence spanning the globe and extending to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. That sounds what? extremely important. What? <laughs> dude, so this they is, do something. This is so. This website's crazy, dude. Like, I it looks no like it's a cyber do. network, though, or something. It's national security. I, dude, this is another one of those probably like military contractors. I bet. That, like, I just like, I still don't get why do they even bother advertising? Who are they advertising to? Like employees? Like do they want this, to get recruiting? Like I don't know. Does President Biden watch the bowl games or something? That's <laughs> <laughs> that's it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, that is that is interesting. Of all the sponsors, so. I mean, hey, they have the Armed Forces Bowl, uh, but then again, uh, I mean, they're but probably promoting that. enlistment that or something. Yeah, but that, that makes sense. sense because they're advertising to like the eighteen-year-olds who are thinking about what to do after after high school. Yeah, yeah come come join that. the uh, the Air Force or the Army or something. Yeah, yeah, Paraton though. Uh, again, decent website. Actually, it's got a pretty cool animation. If you like scale the site, the width of it, the top header like. I'm giving this an 8 out of 10. It like it has a cool animation to it. Just check it out. Paraton.com. Decent website. Terrible oh, yeah, 9 sponsor. Out of 10 on the site. 9 out of 10. There you go. I love this. Um, that said, this game, Boston College, East Carolina. We have a P5 team versus a G5, uh, which should be pretty exciting. Uh, Boston College is 6-6. Six and six, East Carolina is 7-5. and five. Uh, To me, I, I think I lean towards Boston College just because of the P5 versus G5 difference. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I mean, East Carolina put together a pretty decent season this year, almost beating South Carolina. But I think Boston College is just a better team, so they'll win. I'm also choosing Boston College for the same reasons. That's fair. And looking at BC, I mean, they they took care of business against other G5 schools this season, so I expect them to take care of business in this one too. Next up, we have the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, a bowl game I will be attending. It is in Birmingham, Alabama. I looked up t- Ticket Smarter, and I mean, I'm sure you can you can put two and two together on what they do. They're like a they're like they're like StubHub like or, Stub or whatever it's called. Yeah, they're like StubHub yeah. except they're their own thing. I never yeah, really I heard it, of Ticket Smarter before. Yeah, I actually think of I think I actually used um, them before. So yeah, I'm familiar with them. 
There's too and it's many, Auburn versus Houston. There's too many of these like ticket selling websites at this point because you've got okay, so you've got like SeatGeek, isn't that like a thing? StubHub, like Vivid Seats. You have like all these different like places. I, I don't know. Do we need Ticket Smarter to exist? It, it, apparently, they were founded in 2019. That's not that's not you know old enough to like justify existing in my opinion. And I'm I'm just gonna say it. I'm a hater. I'm looking at their website now. I'd give like a five <laughs> out of ten. It's a pretty bad website, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some probably, 2004 era vibes to it. Yeah, I'll give it a six out of ten. But uh, I can't get mad at them if it's a newer company trying to get pl- uh, like you know out there because that's how bi- business works. To be well, honest, think about it. All tickets nowadays are electronic tickets. I think I think there's plenty of room for websites like this or companies like this to exist now. Nowadays, yeah. even all our tickets for Alabama games this year were e-tickets on our phone. Same. Yeah. I mean, welcome to the free market where there's 20 different um, ticket websites and they're all trying to be the best one. Just, and they all charge you enormous fees. What's interesting yeah. is <laughs> Ticket Smarter, when I first saw this, I thought it was almost Ticket Master. Okay. Because I've used Ticket Master I, before. Yeah. It's almost an anagram. Smarter, Master. It's like the same letters. Think about that, dude. They're trying to fool us. They're trying to. They're, they're, uh, it's a copy. It is a copy. Um, moving on then, I guess let's talk. Actually, talk about the game here, Randy. You must be interested in this one because it's Houston versus Auburn, your hometown favorite. I I'm excited to I am excited to go to this. It's going to be interesting to see how Auburn does. I mean, I think they're going to come out with they they're going to care about the game. I mean, they see it as extra practices, while Houston sees it as a chance to gain some respect for beating an SEC team. Um, I think Houston cares about the game more, but I think Auburn is still going to put up a fight for the simple fact that they're trying to build build on something with the first-year head coach. I know they don't have Bo Nix anymore, which I don't think he was going to play in the game anyway. Yeah. But with, with certain players talking about transferring out, like Tank Bigsby, who decided to stay at the last second, I mean, I just don't know how, how much their heart is in it for Auburn. Yeah, and I mean, Houston, I, I think Houston is a good team. I mean, they, they played Cincy pretty closely. They lost 35-20, to 20, but Cincy is literally a playoff team, like it or not. And beyond that, I mean, Houston, like we were saying uh, when we were previewing Houston versus Cincy, they've won 11 straight games this season. Now, contrast that with Auburn, who's lost their last four games in a row. I know they played Bama close. I know it came down to the wire in, like, quadruple overtime. But I think with Bo Nix being gone especially, um, I, I think Houston has the edge on this one. Definitely. I think there's just so much more in favor of Houston, to be honest, in this game. Houston's a group of five teams, so they're out for blood. They're out to prove themselves, especially since Houston is probably the second best group of five team in the country currently. And since Cincinnati broke into the college football playoff, Houston's probably sitting there like, hey, if we can beat Auburn in a bowl game and finish the season strong... We could start the next year ranked and try and make a push towards the playoffs, possibly. That's true. I do think I have certain people that listen to the podcast that <laughs> I can't let them hear who I think would actually win this game. Oh wow! So I'm scared to say it, but I have. I'm to just going to come out. Myself. I have to be honest with myself. I really think Auburn is going to be the team that's going to win. Wow. I just feel like they have too much talent. And the last time I remember a few years ago, Auburn played Memphis in the Birmingham Bowl, and I was thinking and it was when Memphis had, was like ten and two. Auburn was six and six. Mm-hmm. Gus was kind of a lame duck coach, and for whatever reason, Auburn just came out and dominated the game. And I feel like it's going to be a similar situation here. 
I guess if they try, like they could, they, they theoretically should win in terms of talent. Like that's true. Oh yeah. But like, they have I a just, built-in excuse, right? I just think Houston's going to win, though. They have so much more on the line than Auburn right now. So I think, I think they win. I think it'll be close, though, because of the talent that Auburn has. That's fair. I, I think it should be a good game at a minimum. All right, moving on then. Two fifteen p.m. Randy, what do we got? We have the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl in Dallas, Texas. It's Air Force versus Louisville. Serve Pro. What what is Serve Pro? It's take a look. Oh, the number one choice in cleanup and restoration. Duh. Okay. Um, whether you're looking for restoration, cleaning, or construction services, they're here to help twenty four seven. Hold on, I have to point this out. Interruption. I went to their website and you see the little moving moving thing. It literally is a guy with a rocket launcher shooting a helicopter and it says, Let it rain, Randy. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I was <laughs> knew my name. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, huh. I was gonna give us like a six out of ten, but I might have to go for a seven out of ten after seeing that. I'm gonna that's go cool. with an eight out of ten or a nine, because this website is very appealing it's to a, the eye. It's a cool animation. It's kind of funny to watch the see the dudes in the hazmat suits like smiling and posing. Like, we're at a toxic <laughs> sludge waste dump. Let's all smile. <laughs> Good for them, dude. Good for them. Uh, <laughs> so the game itself, Air Force 9-3 versus Louisville 6-6. Six six. Uh, I didn't realize Air Force was 9-3. Seems like a pretty good record for that program. Air Force is consistently a good Mountain West team. Yeah, and Louisville 6-6, six six, that seems kind of... Probably not. I thought they the were better than six and six. Yeah. I thought they had some okay wins in there, and I thought they would look better. Generally speaking, they they played Clemson pretty closely. Um, they lost thirty to twenty four, and a lot of their losses actually were quite close. It looks like they lost to Wake by three points, UVA by one point. Um, they lost to, like I said, Clemson by a touchdown. So they might be a little bit better than the record indicates, uh, but still, it's pretty inconsistent. It seems overall. And Air Force, since it's you know it's a military academy, it has a very odd way of playing football with options and stuff like that. So we'll see how they can um, adapt to that. Does Air Force play the option? I guess I've never thought about that. I mean, that. do they? Randy, are we are we all casuals right now? Are we casuals? It, I think they did play the option. I'm looking at their look their at the box score. Yards okay. Game. Uh, they, they, they won, the box. They like won 23 pass yards game. They won 48 to 14 against UNLV and had no passing attempts. So I was going to say, I, I noticed that too. I didn't, I literally didn't see a name for a pass attempt. I'm like, okay. Okay. They, 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 they played the triple option then. Yeah. Actually, in that case, I think I do favor Air Force in this one, to be honest. I think the triple option will give Louisville some fits. I know they have more time to prepare for it, but it's tough. Like you have to be very disciplined on defense to, to, to handle the triple option. And they just gave up 52 points to Kentucky. So. Clearly not the best defense on earth. 52 to Kentucky. Oh, God. Yeah, man. That's bad. I'm definitely going to go with Air Force, too. I just feel like Louisville doesn't have the discipline to stop the triple option, are... even though they do have time to prepare. They're like yeah, a... I think Louisville is favored in this game, and I want them to win because they want to build off of their current coach right now who came in from Appalachian State, I think, a couple years ago. And, he, and he's been doing a decent job, and I know he wants to get better, but I think Air Force is just the better team in this case. I agree with the undisciplined thing. It feels like Louisville, I don't know if it's just like the games I watch with them, they feel very sloppy, like consistently a very sloppy team. Which you have to play discipline to beat the academies. That's for sure. Every every possession matters. So yep. Air Force all day. 
uh, later on. Air Force. What's up next, Randy? We have the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. It's in Memphis, Tennessee, and it is Mississippi State versus Texas Tech. So get in the zone, AutoZone. Everyone knows AutoZone, right? It's another oh, yeah. one of those those auto auto themed bowl sponsors. It's interesting. I actually I have an auto zone in my neighborhood and I actually go to them for when I need like a battery or you know a new windshield wiper, stuff like that. Basically all auto parts. And AutoZone is a company I've had good experiences with. The website though, it leaves a bit to be desired. I don't like the I don't like the color scheme. It's got like this kind of orangish sort of Tennessee kind of look to it. You know what I'm saying? Tennessee yeah. look to it. Um, it, yeah. just, it looks it looks kind of like 2011-ish. It, it could be better. I'd give it like a maybe a 5 or 6 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. A 6 out of 10. I'm going to be honest. I already forgot the name of the other auto sponsor, auto auto bowl sponsor that was trying to advertise that does essentially the same thing. Quick Lane? Uh, the Quick Lane. Quick Lane. That was it. That was it. See, that's how bad the other teams mar- the other auto company's marketing is. I already yeah. forgot about it. But I know AutoZone. I always go to AutoZone. I yeah. just it's my go to. You gotta get in the zone. Gotta Simple. get in the zone. Simple as as that. for the game itself, it's in Mississippi State versus Texas Tech. Mississippi State is an enigma. They are. Because they I mean look, they beat Kentucky when they were ranked twelfth. They beat Texas A and M. They beat a very good North Carolina State team, but they lost to Memphis, lost to LSU. They lost to Arkansas. I guess they have, like, all their losses are to decent teams or at least talented teams. But it's just they're a weird up-and-down team. I'm going to pick Mississippi State because SEC. I just, more than anything, I think Texas Tech is just not that not that great of a team this year. Um, they, they got destroyed by Texas. Remember, they lost 70-35. to 35 They fired Texas. their coach midseason, too. Fired their coach midseason. They they got destroyed by, by um, Oklahoma earlier on in the year, 52-21. to 21. I, I think against teams with a lot of talent, like Texas and Oklahoma, they just really can't compete. And even though Mississippi State isn't that great of a team, per se, I, I think Mike Leach gets it done, and they win this one. Yeah, I think so. I think Mike Leach's team wins uh, big time. I think Texas Tech has absolutely nothing to play for, and I don't think they're prepared at all for the uh, the air raid offense. It'll definitely shred you if you're not watching out for it. That is true. That was our first uh, P5 versus P5 matchup, if I'm not mistaken, of the season. I think it is. I think it is. And we're finally getting into the, the part of the year with the P5s playing P5s. I'm excited. Uh, what's next, Randy? We have the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday <laughs> Bowl. That's a mouthful. And it obviously <laughs> takes place in San Diego, California with UCLA and NC State, North Carolina State. First of all, why is San Diego County – who? Who are they advertising to? These are bowl games that are national. These are national bowl games. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like this is just on their local channel. Like, I don't, I don't think they even have a... I'm looking for their website. I found sdccu.com. And it's a good website. Okay. I give them credit. I'd give it a 7 or 10. It's it's okay. Um, yeah, that's a good website. Like, I'm wondering, like, theoretically, could I sign up for this? Do I have to live in San Diego to do it? It doesn't really tell bank? you. I wouldn't have a bank. Like, that's the thing. I wouldn't have a bank to go to. It'd be all online, which is not ideal, right? Nope. So, yeah, of all the stupid um, advertisements or advertisers this year, I, this has to be up there. This has to be. And I swear... Yeah, they, you don't, you don't, like, you don't advertise locally on a national bowl game. Like, you just don't do that. And I swear they, they've been sponsoring the Holiday Bowl for quite some time. I want to say when Wisconsin played there in, like, 2015, they were the sponsor. Yeah, it's been there for at least, I think, maybe 10 years. I might be wrong, but I think it was 10. It's just wild. I mean, I, I guess if I ever moved to San Diego, 
I would certainly have to consider them as a credit union option. But until then, I'm sorry, this is stupid. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the game nice itself, website, though. The game itself should be good, though. We've got UCLA 8-4, and four, Chip, versus NC State, ranked number 18. They're 9-3. They're and three. I, I think this low-key could be a pretty exciting matchup, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, totally. You look at UCLA, they have an 8-4 and four season. Chip's finally got a good record uh, to build off of. And NC State is ranked. They're a 9-3. They're coming off some big wins against North Carolina, Clemson. So I think these are two very hot teams, and they have a lot to play for. But I think I'll have to pick NC State because of that defense as well. I am going to go with UCLA. I was very high on them after the LSU game. That was a little bit foolish looking back since they are now 8-4 and four and they immediately lost to Fresno. But I'm just going to stick to my guns and I'm going to quadruple down on them. Oh, gosh. I still I'm... think they're really good with a lot of talent and they have a great coach with Chip Kelly. Yeah, I, I'm torn on this one. I, I think NC State might have just like an edge in terms of, um, you know, things to play for. I think with Clemson kind of having a down year and obviously everyone leaving Clemson and that program seemingly being in shambles, it feels like the ACC is somewhat wide open moving forward, and there are going to be a lot of teams sort of like looking for power grabs at who's going to be the next top dog in the ACC. I mean, uh, the the ACC championship this year was the first time in like eight years that Clemson wasn't in it. It was very Wake Forest and Pittsburgh in the ACC championship game. When exactly. was the last time that happened? Exactly, and I think NC State kind of maybe sees themselves in a position where they can be like the next man up. I'm not saying they'll be in the playoffs winning natties, but I think they want to establish themselves as an ACC powerhouse, one of the premier programs in the ACC. And they have to win this bowl game to get started doing that. You know, if they, if they win this game, they have a 10 and three year. That's pretty dang good. They're probably finished top 15 ranked. So I think NC state has a lot to play for and they're going to come prepared. I think they win this one. I agree. All right. Next up we have, the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix, Arizona. And Jimbo, I know you talked about this one. I know you made a joke whenever you were having one of your doomer moments. You said, we're going to the freaking guaranteed rate bowl. (laughs) Whenever I I was trying to talk up your season, you made, this was the bowl you made fun of. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny that the team you hate, Minnesota is actually in this bowl game when you were dogging it early in the season, earlier in the season. It is Minnesota versus West Virginia. My God, you're right. I didn't even realize that. I, I guess that makes me feel better, I guess. That does make me feel better. Uh, guaranteed rate. Um, this is this is like the loan mortgage type place I think I was talking about before. So more banking. More banking. Uh, the website, what can I say? It's eh, it's okay. It's kind, of, it's kind of hip, but not really. I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. doesn't do much. It looks me, like it's but. played in a baseball park. Oh, it is, is it? played in a baseball. Yeah, it's played in uh, wherever Chase the Phoenix Field. Baseball Chase Field. Field. Chase yeah, Field. Yeah, home of the Diamondbacks. I was looking at a picture of it. This looks weird. Yeah, all the, every that's bowl a game. Very weird website. Every bowl game that's played in a, a baseball stadium ends up looking weird just because the shape is so funky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Speaking of that, there's a Fenway uh, bowl this year too. Pinstripe bowl. Oh no, sorry. That's that's in Yankee Stadium. There's one in Fenway too. Yeah. Interesting. This seems to be like the newest trend, having these bowl games in, uh, you know, baseball fields. I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea. I think it's a, I think it's a fun, fun way to play a game. Uh, that said, West Virginia six and six, Minnesota eight and four. Lads, I hate to say this, and I, I really actually hate to say this, but I think Minnesota's going to dominate this one. 
Jerry, go get it out, oh, Jimbo. Come on. You're okay. No, I really, if, if for no other reason, West Virginia kind of stinks this year. No, they don't. They like, beat they beat Iowa State. Yeah, but they're they're so inconsistent, man. Like Saxo Steve is going to be so I'm, disappointed. Uh, Saxo, Saxo, make let, let me make this clear. I want West Virginia to kick their ass. Okay, I want I want Minnesota to lose and be humiliated. But let's face it, dude. West Virginia almost lost to Kansas in their last game. But they beat Kansas and they beat Texas. Come on. Um, I, I I just don't know, man. I think Minnesota. <laughs> I and again, I hate to say this. Them beating us just gives them power. It fuels them. They're gonna have so much confidence heading into this game. And I, I I just think I just think they're not going to be able to, to to stop Minnesota. Hate to say it. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I I think Minnesota is going to win. Uh, PJ Flick is he's a very good coach and he has a very good team. So I just think that trumps anything West Virginia has. I just don't think Minnesota is actually all that great. I've, they, I don't know how to describe. Oh them. come they on, have, man! I agree. I they agree. have some decent wins, but they have some awful losses. Row the boat. I'll say I'm not this. rowing the boat. I'm I'll going with West this. Virginia. When they played us, it was very, very clear. They saved a lot of schemes, a lot of plays, a lot of defensive looks, specifically for the Wisconsin game. Uh, so I, I think when they play West Virginia, they probably won't have quite as many tricks up their sleeve. Like everything, everything West Virginia is going to see, they'll have already seen on tape. So it should be. I think a it'll, close be a close game. Game, it'll be a close but game, but Minnesota wins. But I think Minnesota wins. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. This is on Wednesday. SM- it's on Wednesday. What's on Wednesday, December 29th. SMU versus Virginia in Boston, Massachusetts, in Fenway Park. And again, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I'm looking at the website. I don't think it's about the the spicy. It's not. It's not. When the I first thought it, I thought it was just like the Idaho Potato Bowl, where yeah. it's just like a red general food sponsor. Right. No, it, it's apparently so. Wasabi is like a cloud storage type company. Oh, it is. Um, that specializes against like ransomware prevention. It's like super secure cloud storage, I guess. Um, which I gotta say, for a website, for, for like a company that's so like invested in tech and being high tech and cutting edge, <laughs> this website's not that great. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I'd give it again, probably like a seven out of ten. But eh, I, I want to see more. Okay, I'm not. I'm not seriously. It's the, ran- it's the usual scheme. It's, it's the nothing usual special. scheme. What bugs me is they have a giant header. Okay, they have like a big header when you open up the site. Okay, that stretches across the whole screen, and it's pixelated. For God's sakes, yeah, folks, it's Year of Our Lord 2021, almost 2022. We have pixelated headers uh, for our banners on, on websites for a tech company. I'm sorry, that's inexcusable. <laughs> I got so I got whenever I went on the website, I got a little pop up where it's a little per- chat, and a chat person is already trying to like talk no, to me. No, I hate that. No, <laughs> I, can I talk to them? Can I talk about the Fenway Bowl? I can tell you so, so the options. The options are: Hey there, want to cut your cloud storage costs by eighty percent with ease? And I can hit yes, save me money. And the other option is no. I don't like to save money with the thumbs down emoji. <laughs> so, dude, there you go. I can reply. Between... Hank, Hank is here. He said, "Great. Can I give you a thirty-day free trial?" I just need a real quick reply to this guy. I'm gonna say, <laughs> "Well, while you're doing that, I'm going. Tell us what happens. <laughs> while you do that, I'm going. I'm going to introduce SMU in Virginia. SMU had a really good year. They are eight and four, but they they did start seven and zero. Um, they have some pretty good wins themselves. They beat UCF. They beat Navy. They did lose to Cincinnati, Tulsa, Memphis, and Houston. And Virginia is 6-6. Six and six. And for a Power 5 team, I remember 
they started off really hot, and I was very much a fan of their quarterback, Brendan Armstrong, but they lost four straight to end the season. So yeah, I don't know. That's rough. It's, it is rough. Hey, they're, they're both teams on backslides. That's the problem. Yeah, SMU's lost four of their last five, so it feels like neither team has a lot of momentum heading into this. Um, that said, though, I, I, I still like SMU. I still feel like they had a somewhat difficult uh, finish to their season playing at Houston and at Cincinnati. Both were losses, but that's that's pretty tough. Those are two of the best G five teams in the nation. Whereas, in contrast with with uh, with Virginia, I don't know, man. They they got destroyed by BYU, and I, I just think SMU probably is a little bit of a better coach, a little bit of a better disciplined team overall. They certainly know how to win, even if they currently aren't winning. Uh, SMU but, lost their coach though. So, oh, they did. I forgot about that. Yeah, Sonny Dykes is now at TCU. I take it all back. I'm going Virginia. Thank you, Willie. I'm going to go with Virginia, Power 5. They have Power 5 talent, and I'm assuming their quarterback is still playing um, in the ball game. I'm not 100% certain on that, but I think he is Brendan Armstrong, and I think he's really good. I think he'll be the difference maker. Yeah, I have to go with Virginia. SMU's got the better record and the better quarterback, I think, in Tanner Mordecai, but I think Virginia has more talent, and they probably want to finish the season on a good note. Doesn't Tanner Mordecai, that sounds like an evil villain name. <laughs> it does. <laughs> he transferred out of Oklahoma. That's There you go. That's why he's evil. Um, All right. Did <laughs> you ever get a response from, real quick, oh, did you ever get a response? From Hank. It's just a bot. It's a bot. I said I'm oh, looking forward okay, to the okay. Fenway Moving Bowl, on, moving on. And he just responded with, I highly recommend you try Wasabi. Sign up here. It's like, cut me some slack, dude. <laughs> I take on. it back. Five out of ten. I'm not impressed. All right, so next up we have the New Era Pinstripe Bowl in the Bronx, New York, and Yankee Stadium. It's Maryland versus Virginia Tech, two six and six teams. I looked up New Era, and I think they sell hats. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, New Era is a very good company. They are, a hat company. company. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's I own kind a couple. Of a, it's a very specific, very specific sponsor, but okay, it works. Well, they always, I get I'm pretty it. sure they always sponsor the Pinstripe Bowl, you know. Yankees kind of. Yeah, I think they have. Yeah, New Era has. I think it's hilarious, Jimbo. I have to point this out. Please. The first thing I see in their in their homepage is an advertisement to buy Green Bay NFC North champions hat, and it's kind of funny that they have to very much specify NFC North champions because, like, as far as they can get. Don't. don't, don't, (laughs) I'm sorry. Don't do this to me. Um, I'll say this: the website actually. This is a. This is the first like website I've seen where I'm like genuinely very impressed i mean they have to because it's an online store as well right like you can buy your yeah, team's hats on of here course. and it's it's a very well designed website overall i'd probably give this a 9 out of 10 very modern very very functional it's got some cool animations when you click on something it like fades in each item one by one i like it a lot hats off hats off hats off <laughs> <laughs> it's a good website i think a 9 out of 10 there you go. I like it. As far as the game itself, I actually really like Maryland in this game. Virginia Tech, really? I don't think they have a coach. Maryland still has Loxley, and they, they still have Talia. Yeah, they do. And I mean, yeah. he's, he's one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the Big Ten, despite also being one of the worst. Um, no offense. He's, he's, he's kind of a, a gunslinger, right? Some days he comes in, he shoots really well, and is, is hitting his marks. Other days, he might have three or four interceptions. Um, so it kind of depends on what version of Talia shows up today. Um, in that game. That said, though, I mean, let's face it, like, Virginia Tech isn't that great of a team, and compared to a lot of the competition Maryland's been facing in the Big Ten, specifically Ohio State, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, I I think they're going to have a pretty decent time playing them. I think Maryland should win this one fairly comfortably. 
Virginia Tech is um, has a 63% chance of winning according to uh, the Football Power Index, but I think Maryland wins. They still have their coach. They still have their quarterback, mm-hmm. whereas Virginia Tech, they fired their coach, and then their starting quarterback, Braxton Burmeister, is in the transfer portal. Yeah, how can you win with that? Like, you don't have a coach or quarterback. Like, that's the two most important things. So I'm taking Maryland all the way. Randy, your thoughts? Uh, I'm picking Maryland because they have Talia. That is the only reason I like Talia. I'm still a big Talia fan. Yeah. Shouts out to Dennis. Chris, you're an Alabama fan. Yep. <laughs> Believe in Turtle. Believe in Turtle. All right. Next up, we have the Cheez-It Bowl in yes. Orlando, Florida. This is one of my favorite sponsors. It is Clemson versus Iowa State. I, I just think it's hilarious that Clemson is playing the Cheez-It Bowl. Like, I, I realize this is a somewhat, <laughs> I don't want to say prestigious bowl game. Like, it's a decent bowl game, generally speaking. But, this is the name of it is funny. Yeah, the name of it's yeah, funny. Cheez-It. Uh, looking at their website, I'm going to be honest. It's a really good website. It's fun. It's a fun website. It's got it's very colorful. It's got lots of red and white and and and, and orange, like how cheese it boxes are. And you can look at all their different products and stuff. I'll probably this is probably the closest thing I'll give it to a ten. I'll give it a nine and a half. I think I'm with you. I, I haven't done halves yet, but I'll give this a nine nine point five for sure. This is a great website. It's an orange, but it's like that 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 cheddar orange it looks yummy it looks appetizing exactly I yeah this makes me want to go get some cheese right i actually now. i have cheese it's 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 I, might, I might have some cheese after this so i guess it worked that's what they wanted clemson uh, versus iowa state though i 100 pick clemson i know we we clowned on iowa state so hard we did early in the season uh, just our fine. first ever episode was just just trashing iowa state i remember <laughs> And uh, that was like literally the first theme of the first episode was how much we hate Iowa State. Yeah. So I felt really bad about that. But as much as I respect Matt Campbell and, you know, I guess their potential and how much they've risen from being two and three wins Mm -hmm. on average um, at seven and five. Now I'm still going to pick Clemson. Clemson has so much talent. Their offense is starting to get figured out. They ended the season very strong. I think they got it figured out. Is is Brock Purdy for Iowa State going to be playing? Is he to go yeah, he's playing, but Brees Hall isn't. Okay. In that case, then, yeah, I think Clemson. I think that's the only way they'd have a shot, really, is if Brees yeah. Hall's playing. I, um, I think this is going to be a close game, to be honest, because Iowa State always plays good competition close. They do. But, and then Clemson has lost both their coordinators. So it's gonna. Clemson is very weakened right now, but, and, but Iowa State is weakened as well. So I think it'll be close, but Clemson wins. What's crazy is I think if you told a lot of fans heading into the season that Clemson would be facing Ohio State or Iowa State in a in a bowl game, people would probably assume it would have been like a playoff game or at a minimum like a New York Six Bowl. So to see them in the Cheez It Bowl, but to see both teams in the Cheez It Bowl is it's gotta be frustrating. But it is funny from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, I've I've said some bad things about Iowa State. Um, I think last week or something like that, they fielded one of their their best rosters in team history, and they came away at the seven and five record. So it's definitely a disappointment. For sure, it's got to be absolutely. Next up, we have the Valero Alamo Bowl, and I know what Valero is. I don't know if they're up north, but I mean, yeah, there's Valero up here. It's a gas station, right? Yeah, I was gonna say it's just a gas station, but their website, the what they try to make them look like this global fuel company thing. It's it's just a gas station. I've never heard of this. Are these in Michigan, Willie? Where are these? Like, we don't have any of these in Wisconsin. 
They're they're not that they're not that popular. I mean, I see them every now and then. There's a few in Tuscaloosa and in Northport, but hmm. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I kind of don't get gas station sponsors because <laughs> let's face it, I feel like most for for most people when they go to get gas, they don't care really who what gas station they they You're pull wrong. into. You're wrong. Am I, I, I wrong? Okay. If you come to Wisconsin, we care about Quick Trip. That's Quick for trip. sure. I've never heard of. It. I just go into whatever gas station is closest to me on the side of the road. Well, I'm not a gasoline expert or anything, but there's a lot of like stores like Meyer, Walmart, not 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 Walmart, but like Meyer, Kroger, Costco that have their own gas um, stations now. But if you like shop at their stores, you get like discounts on gas and stuff like that. True. Well, I think this is one of the few games where the uh, well, I don't want to say one of the few games. That's a little disrespectful, but one of the games where the actual game is finally more entertaining than making fun of the sponsor. It is Oregon. <laughs> Versus Oklahoma, yeah. Oregon, the Pac-12 runner-up versus Oklahoma, who's what third in the Big Twelve. This this game is yep. it has to be one of the most compelling storylines of of the bowl season overall. In fact, I would put it above uh, the UCF Florida matchup uh, that will have happened by the time this episode's live, likely. Uh, just because both of these schools have lost their head coaches in the past like couple of weeks. Um, and despite that, both teams are still like ranked in the top 16, got a 10 and three team versus a 10 and two team. So on paper, a lot of talent on the field, a lot of really good players on both sides, except both teams are handicapped by not having a, a head coach. Hey, I, I want to say something. Bob Stoops is coming to the sideline. So that is true. I'm picking Oklahoma all the way. I don't want to be biased, but Bob Stoops for, for the win. Randy, your thoughts? Oh, man, this is actually a very tough one to pick. I think Kayvon Thibodeau, the number one draft prospect, is sitting out. I'm going to go with Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma, they seem way more upset about their they coach do. leaving, even they though do. both teams' coaches left. But they they, all, they definitely seem way more upset. We're not going to bring up uh, our opinion on Oklahoma fans that, who keep bringing that up. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, I, no, but I seriously think this is something that's like brought them yeah. all together. They like, have a line. common enemy. Even though they're not playing against their common enemy, it's like yeah. it's almost weird because they're playing against a West Coast school, so they can take their anger out on something West Coast related. That's true. Yeah, whereas, there you go. There whereas you with go. Oregon, with um, their coach leaving, it 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 kind of feels like Oregon sort of like deflated. They're kind of like, uh, I guess this is how our life is now. Whereas Oklahoma's like pissed, like they're genuinely mad at the world, and I think they're going to take <laughs> that energy and like come out guns blazing and win. Pretty comfortably. Yeah. I'm going to be on the Oklahoma fans' good side uh, and say Bob Stoops is going to absolutely destroy Oregon. Okay, Bob Stoops will, said. He'll have him right. Oh, he will. I say I think he will too. Yeah, I think this this could be a blowout. In fact, which is a shame because I want this to be a good game to watch, but it might be a blowout. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have this the is... Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's the Battle of the Carolinas, North Carolina versus South Carolina. And I was looking at Duke's Mayo's website, yeah. and I I kind of recognize it because that's the brand of mayonnaise we buy. It's really? easy to scoop. It's easy to squeeze. And just let me just say, as a professional white person who loves mayonnaise, <laughs> they have a lot of they have a lot. They, you can order it off their website. You can add really? it to cart, and you can buy like I don't. What is it called? Whenever like you you know how when you go to a bar and you can get like a little sampler flight thing. Oh yeah. Of, like four ounce beers. It, you can I get that, that but with mayonnaise, and you can order that off their website. Oh, wow. I didn't realize. A sampler. I never realized they have more than mayo. They've got, like, barbecue sauce. 
I know, yeah, they have the Alabama white barbecue, and they have pretty good Alabama white sauce, and you know I would know about that. They've got, like, different That's, that's where I recognize them from. We don't yeah, Duke's has, like, they have, like, different things. They have, like, hints of lime mayonnaise. They have, like, bacon and tomato-flavored mayo. They have wow. habanero you can garlic. Buy shirt. They sell t-shirts on their website. That's you great. can buy a Duke's mayonnaise t-shirt. So yeah, like, I think I, I might have to buy one. I hate mayonnaise, despite being white. I hate mayo. Oh, um, you hate mayonnaise? Come on, come on, Jimbo. I'm interested in in some of this barbecue sauce. Honestly, the Carolina Gold barbecue looks it looks good, just based off the bottle. Jimbo, we're revoking your C word pass. <laughs> oh come on! Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yep, you don't own it. Hey, speaking of Duke's mayo, I actually have some in my fridge as we speak. There you I go. love their T-shirts. This says Mayo Days, be merry and bright. That's pretty great. Yeah. So, 10 out of, uh, a 9 out of 10 website. So the Mayo Bowl, as we all recall, we, we all saw the inaugural Mayo Bowl last year where Wisconsin took down Wake Forest and then proceeded to smash the trophy. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm super interested in this game just because of that. I think Duke's Mayo, as far as ridiculous sponsors go, like it already kind of has a legacy, right? It has like a reputation at this point because of the trophy smash. Um, so I'm looking forward to this game, dude. North Carolina versus South Carolina is also pretty cool like a, a rivalry right a state war um so this is one of my most anticipated games of this week i remember yeah. north carolina came into the season like in the in the ap top 10 preseason and they just ended up going six and six and their star quarterback sam howell had an okay year but not a great year mm-hmm. while Sarah, south carolina doesn't have a quarterback but they've performed well above expectations to go six and six in a much harder conference that's so true. it's it's no, really it's hard to pick this game because Sam Hole is not playing, is he? <laughs> I is let he? me check because it comes down to that uh, for me because I think if Sam Hole it really playing, does the I think he's but... playing. He hasn't announced that he was sitting. If, he, out. if Sam Hole is playing, I'm definitely picking North Carolina. Yeah. South Carolina just kind of limped along to these wins. I don't know how they managed to put 40 on Florida. South Carolina got carried by their defense quite a bit. So and their defense isn't like super great. No offense. No offense to Hash. No offense, Hash Brown. We, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, it looks like UNC is actually favored by a nine, and, and Sam Hull is playing. So I, I would say North Carolina probably wins, though I could see it being close for what it's worth. I think this being I something agree, of a rivalry, yeah. there's going to be a lot of tensions going on. I agree. North Carolina wins close game. And then we get to see the Mac Brown mayonnaise bath. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm so yes. excited for that. Yeah, I picked North Carolina as well. <laughs> Come on, Mac Brown. Do not disappoint. We want to see this. We've been waiting years. Yeah, it needs to happen. We want to see like a 70-year-old man take a bath in mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I think on that note, we're going to move on to the to the trans-perfect Music City Bowl in Nashville, Tennessee, feature, featuring Tennessee versus Purdue. I am trying to figure out what trans-perfect, trans-perfect. does. It's... I feel like in today's day and age, you, you need to pick a little bit more clearer name yeah because i thought that's gonna throw a little it's, some people off guard as to what they are they're about language branding? and technology it looks like so you go to transperfect.com and it's like we're transperfect and we have almost 30 years of experience helping organizations connect with their audience in any language i interpret that as like they translate things translate like a translation company like a global scale like you could make a website and then like they'll translate it to french or something that's that unique. Kind of makes sense. But I mean, like, it's... who who the, who's gonna see this bowl game? What army like... of rednecks watching this bowl game is going to need this product? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> some CEO somewhere of a global like corporation. 
Jeff Bezos might be watching the Music City Maybe Bowl. You never know. Maybe, but... <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Music City Bowl, though, this is in Nashville, which favors Tennessee, of course, being basically a home game at that point. Uh, Purdue, dude, I didn't realize they're 8-4. and four. I feel like I should know that, being a Big Ten fan, but Purdue is 8-4 and four, despite all odds. Um, Wisconsin blew them out, by the way. We did blow them out. I'm getting flashbacks to that game now. Um, I, I don't know. It seems like with both these teams, like they've both kind of won the games they... Should have won, but also lost the games they were going to lose. That's exactly what it looks like. They they're just both. They have the Andy Dalton thing going on. Yeah, which 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 Personified. leads for a compelling type of bowl game. I think this should be close. I think this should be a pretty back and forth type of game. I think I give the edge somewhat to Purdue. Don't ask me why. I think it's my Big Ten bias talking. Yeah. I don't Ooh. know. I think. We we need to know what kind of Purdue is going to show up. Is it going to be the one that beat Michigan State, exactly. or is it going to be the one that showed up against Wisconsin? That's true. They they are a little bit hot and cold, but I think they come in hot into this game. That's kind of my train of thought. I think they play. I think it might be a shootout. To be honest, they both uh, Hendon Hooker's come off very good as a quarterback, and same with um, Aiden O'Connell. So I think it might be a shootout in the bowl game. It should be a good one. I think I 100 percent pick Tennessee. First of all, SEC bias. SEC Second bias. of all, Hendon Hooker was. Well, I'm going no, with Hendon Purdue Hooker's then, really man. Screw you, SEC folks. Although I am an A and M fan, of course, so I got to watch what I say. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, it's just I don't know. I really like Hidden Hooker. He plays very well. He yeah. he's an ex Virginia Tech quarterback. He he was able to move the ball against us, and he actually moved the ball against Georgia. He just couldn't finish drives. Yeah. And I think versus Purdue, no offense to the Big Ten. Hey, hey. I just I just see him being able to actually finish those drives. For so we'll see. Plus it's a national. Wait, wait. I'm taking back. I'm going with Tennessee. You're taking your mind again. Okay. No, I'm taking Tennessee because Purdue's star wide receiver David Bell is out. Mm, Ooh, you know he's what? not okay. playing. That is the difference maker. I'm still going Purdue. I will say this: Tennessee is favored by four and a half. So Vegas thinks to be a close game. What's interesting? I'm is going the, with the Volunteers. The over under is 63 and a half. So this is probably one of the highest OUs of the entire season so far. I think it might be the highest actually. So yeah, I agree. This this should be a shootout, which could be pretty fun. Next up, we have our first ever New York Six Bowl to cover this year. But it's also the worst New York Six Bowl for reasons we're about to get into. It's the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. I don't think we need to introduce Chick-fil-A to people. I had some this morning. You want to check out the website, though. I never checked the website. I had I actually had Chick Fil A for breakfast this morning. I had a four count chicken minis. This is a nifty. And I had diet lemonade. And I saw a guy. Fun fact: I saw a guy wearing an Iowa State hat and an Iowa State sweatshirt in rural Alabama. That's the first time I've ever seen that, and I thought that was interesting. Anyway, it's Pittsburgh versus Michigan State. Pittsburgh has Kenny Pickett sitting out, their star quarterback, and Michigan State has Kenneth Frodker sitting out, their star running back. Frodker. So essentially what you're telling me is that there's two teams in the New Year's Six, but their star player is sitting out for both teams. The, the <laughs> only thing that was going to make this matchup compelling. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a decent game, but I mean, come uh, on. I'm, I'm super bummed because I think if both players were playing, we'd have a potentially really, really exciting matchup, like a pretty even, fairly, it's still pretty even, I think, with them both leaving, but yeah. the potential for like a really really good game a really solid ny6 game right but man with the quarterback out and the best running back i mean kenneth frodker is for as much as he's a, is a fraud he is their offense right and, and same, same with yeah. Pickett, he is their offense so like i just expect a really incompetent display in both teams out of out of their offense and a low scoring yeah. game not because of defense but just because of incompetence i'm not confused i, 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 I can still I see know. something's happening 
I'll say I believe in Pittsburgh more, and I'm going to pick Pittsburgh because I do still have the Bullet Knuff winner at wide receiver. I think um, I, I think I or Pitt, Pitt was my original pick, but now with Pickett out, I don't think they're going to win. Uh, I mean, I would hate to see Michigan State win because you know I'm a Michigan fan. Uh, but Peyton Thorne is a pretty decent passer, so I think they could make up for not having. Um, Kenneth Walker, because they do. Michigan State does have a pretty potent passing game. Yeah, I, I will say that's kind of the difference to me. I just think a quarterback being gone impacts the game a little bit more than a running back, even though Michigan State is a run-heavy team. I, I, I give Michigan State the slight edge. I think they win in a close, low They're frauds game. this year, they are frauds. I think they win. They are, they are frauds. Make no mistake. If they're frauds, why are y'all both picking them? Y'all both seem to hate I, them and think they're all for them. It's going to be fraudulent without Kenny Pickett. That's why. I just don't understand Big Ten fans sometimes. Anyway. We got to stay um, true to our conference. We do. We do. But hey, I'm an A&M fan. Watch You're out, both, man. Yeah, I, I, I watched the SEC. SEC and Big Ten. He's unbiased. <laughs> I'm a Michigan fan first, though. It, still. i got to be careful. They're about to get at my throat. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on to the final Let's ball game. game we're going to pick for this episode. Oh, we man. have... Near and dear to Jimbo's heart. This actually is a uh, coincidence that this happens to be the last one. It is the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl in Las Vegas, Nevada. Nevada, And it's Wisconsin versus Arizona State. And one quick fun fact I want to point out about these two teams is I remember a few years ago, didn't Wisconsin go down to the desert to play Arizona State? And didn't something weird happen in that game? I have a lot to talk about this game. But, yeah, so what happened in that game was Wisconsin played at Arizona State in 2013. All right. Uh, it was like the second game of the season. We had a last-minute drive. We were down two points. All we had to do was kick a field goal, win the game, right? We were down to, like, their 10, all right? There was, like, maybe 25 seconds left. All we were going to do was just kneel the ball, line up, spike it with, like, three seconds left, right, right? And then kick the game-winning field goal, leave with the W. End of so story. standard. So you won, right? Standard, I mean, that sounds standard. pretty standard. What happened was Joel Stave, Rose Bowl Joel, aka my friend on Facebook, um, went <laughs> to take the knee. He took the knee and put the ball down on the ground, right, for for everyone to line up. And an Arizona State player jumped on it. Okay, and then all these other Arizona State players started like kind of like looking around, like as if it was a fumble, basically. And they ended up killing so much time pretending there was a fumble that the clock expired and we could never get the snap off to spike the ball. Uh, it was it was it was oh, wow. one of the most. If you haven't seen it, just just Google Arizona State Wisconsin ending. Um, even as a neutral fan, it'll enrage you because it's one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in the sport, and I've seen a lot of dumb stuff over the years. No, I, I want to say one thing about Arizona State. They played at M- Michigan State, I think, two or three years ago. And Michigan State was about to go kick the game-winning field goal. And then they caught, they got a penalty for having too many men on the field. So Michigan State's kick got pushed back more. And then when they went to kick it, it missed. So I was, I was laughing. It was satisfying. I don't know what it is with these guys and kicks, but there's some type of voodoo going on. But I'll say this. I want revenge. Oh, voodoo in Arizona. I want revenge because I haven't forgotten about that game. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> that was what your sophomore year at Wisconsin. So- sure I remember where it was. It. All my roommates were just, everyone was pissed. Everyone was mad, dude. It was not I remember the Michigan State, a Michigan State fan was texting me all pissed and stuff like that, because I went to school with her. <laughs> there you go. Uh, before we talk too much about this game, though, real quick, SRS distribution. Looked at the website. It's okay. 
seven out of ten. It's I another guess. one of those typical, like, yeah. very stereotypical logistic companies that logistics, love to sponsor bowl games for some reason. Transport for some reason. I've never heard of these guys. I guess they have like some facilities here in Madison, but I've never heard of them. They don't actually. I they am don't. looking at the map. They have their map on their website. The they have line. it in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee, Milwaukee, okay. Kenosha. Kenosha. They have one in Birmingham though, or not? Bur- not even Birmingham. They have one in uh, Montgomery. I give this website, I think, an, an 8 out of 10. <sighs> Maybe a 7 or an 8. I don't like the color scheme. But it's, it's okay. I do I like think the video playing the little gift in the front is pretty cool. You have the guy waving. That is cool. I don't know. It's just one of those boring, like... It's boring. It's okay, boring. For, I will say for distribution websites, their websites are generally actually pretty awful. Yeah. So if we're going like by is, those right. standards... You're right. You're right, if we're, if we're going by those standards, it's really a 10. I'll give it an 8 overall then, just because I'll factor that in, because it didn't have to be this good. Exactly. Uh, the game itself, this is in Vegas. High rolling game. And Vegas apparently favors Wisconsin by seven. So here's my train of thought, right? I think if Wisconsin played Arizona State, like, in the regular season, say this was like our out-of-conference game, I, I might give Arizona State a slight edge. The thing is, for as much as I criticize Paul Christ and, and hate him as a coach overall and, and think he is destroying this program from the inside out long-term, you can go get bread. He, he generally, but then he's he's in he's at the West. It's true. Paul Chris generally does a good job, a very good job actually, preparing us for bowl games. I believe he's five and one in bowl games in his time here. Our only losses in the Rose Bowl against Justin Herbert and the Oregon Ducks. So we generally come prepared to these games. Generally come very motivated. Arizona State, in contrast, doesn't have a great track record with bowl games. I think they've lost four of their last five or something like that, and it makes sense. It's Arizona State. You live in paradise. You don't really need it. You're not a gritty team. You're not a, you know, blue-collar type team that comes into work every day. It's Arizona State. And so I, I fully expect the Badgers to come out guns blazing, A, because they're prepared by Paul Christ, and B, because we're pissed off about that extra point thing that happened like 10 years ago. So I think we win this one. I know that's overconfident. I'm never confident about my team, but I think we win by 10. I would have to agree with you. I mean, I think I would pick. I think I picked Arizona State on my bowl mania, but like you said, Paul Christ usually gets his teams ready for bowl games, and you're you are correct. He is five and one at Wisconsin with bowl games, so I think they come out and win. But I think it might be close because Arizona State still isn't like a crappy team or anything. They are still pretty good. They have their uh, running back. Um... Sitting out, though. He's opted out, for what it's worth. Oh, he's out? Which I think is another just like, I don't know, man. Good luck stopping us. <clears throat> we have one of the best. Yeah, I have to nation. go with Wisconsin then. I want to go with Wisconsin. I didn't realize how badly Jaden Daniels had regressed this year. He's 10 touchdowns, 9 interceptions from his excellent freshman year, which was over two years ago at this point. It's Graham Mertz numbers um, right there. Yes, Graham Mertz numbers. Well, Graham Mertz wouldn't have thrown that many touchdowns. But <laughs> I digress. No, I think we're that good. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think I think overall, like this should be a pretty fun game. This is at nine thirty p.m. By the way, Central Time, ten thirty if you're on the East Coast. Holy hell! I'm really happy. The following day is New Year's Eve because I have off. Because uh, I'm I'm gonna literally be up till midnight watching this game, and I'm not looking forward to it. You know, um, Arizona State usually has some very good luck at those night games out on the West. Coast, so you might want to watch out. This is effectively a Pac-12 after, after dark game, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yep. I don't know, man. I, I, I just, my, my heart says Wisconsin, my mind says Wisconsin, my soul doesn't, but I, I have to go with us. So I need to believe. I need to believe. <laughs> Your soul. I believe in Wisconsin. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you some of my, uh, you say I literally control the fate you of do? sports sometimes. You're the reason we won the <laughs> volleyball national championship, for God's sakes. 
<laughs> For those who don't know, I was DMing Randy during the the volleyball national championship game, begging him for some of his luck. And uh, in order for Wisconsin to win the game, the Patriots had to lose, and Mac Jones had to look bad. Uh, that's what I told him. I'll give him this one game. The Patriots needed to look bad in a loss and get humbled. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So all I ask, Granny, is just a shred of this luck, just enough to win. I'm not asking for a lot. <laughs> I just want to win. That's all I care about. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Alright, folks. I think that concludes it for uh, our bowl season preview here. This gets us up until next Friday, December 31st. So next week we have uh, well a whole bunch of bowl games, but specifically the playoffs. Looking forward to talking about that with you, Randy. Yes, we're going to cover the entire New York Six, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and the playoffs next week. So be it'll be a big episode. Should be good. Looking forward to that one. Lots to debate, lots to discuss. I've got some hot takes. Not going to spoil them, but I've got some hot takes. Yeah, don't spoil them. I want to hear them. Fresh, fresh takes. Love it. Well, thank you uh, once again for listening, folks. And thank you, Willie. Great guest as always. Loved having your input on this. Thank you. Uh, Randy, also thank you once again. This has been the Jabodcast. Thank you for listening. Roll Tide. I'm Wisconsin. Go Blue.